Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, buddy C. Today we have Tina and Joanna and Marla and Paul so far. Hope everyone's doing well today. I wanted to talk this week about light in the Tao Te Ching, was anyone able to find any references online? I know we have, I mean, it's it's kind of odd to me. We have a lot of water and, I mean, this was written 2,500 years ago. So it looks like you would have some light references because it's one of the obvious things to use. When I started digging, I found a few things. And then at the same time, we're having a lot of relapses in our group. I had a really good analogy of how that fit. So I, I think we'll get some good content out of this related to recovery. I don't, I don't think, I think you can't, you can't talk about light without talking about the dark. Exactly. That's the whole premise of yeah, the Tao. So my idea on light and dark. We'll just go ahead and talk about that, and then we'll talk about the references, maybe. Maybe that'll be a good way to do it, instead of talking about the references first. When you do enter a room, need, I'm do sorry? Do we need specific references, or do we just talk about light and dark as a concept? We can talk about it as a concept. I have some references. If you guys okay. have some references, it'd be you know good to share. But if not, you know, I wanted to talk about just the concept of light and dark, too. For example, let's say our analogy is a dark room. That's what we're going to use is a, is a room that we want to introduce light to. We want a room to be lit up. The problem's not the dark. The dark doesn't go anywhere. In other words, it's not like water. If you wanted to remove water from a room, you would have to take it out, and it would have to go somewhere else. The dark is really... Uh, you're just lighting the dark. You're not, the dark doesn't go anywhere. The problem is not that the room's dark. The problem is that you need to introduce light. Mm -hmm. So the issue is not the dark. The the issue is a lack of light. The dark's not a problem. In other words, you walk in there, oh my God, what am I going to do with all this dark? I got to do something with it. Where am I going to put it? No, that's, that's not it at all. The question is, not what do I do with this dark darkness? The question is, how do I get light in here? But on but isn't the aspect of the Tao saying that the two are the same thing? Lightness and darkness are the same thing. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. Is that what you mean? And in, yeah, but I mean, it, it, there's I've I've seen quite a lot of um, references online that say, okay, we have. Um, the okay as with many things in the Tao, there are the two um contradictory things but they are bound together and are are pretty much the same thing um exist and they exist within absolutely everything i don't know if that would apply actually to light and dark kirsty because Really, dark is just the absence of light when you think about it. It's not, dark is not a, a thing that you have to remove when you, you know, 
the the dark is just really you know when you introduce the light it it just lights it lights up so it doesn't me, diminish the dark is that what you mean it doesn't it, I, well I, I see it slightly differently mm-hmm. dark dark is just a different they're on a um uh spectrum so so for me the interpretation is dark is light it can be light it's just almost saying silence is sound but the waves are so long that you can't hear it dark is light but the waves are so long you can't see it and so being in a dark room you could, and I'm trying to think about it in a Taoist way. Being in a dark room, you're still in the light. It's just that those light waves are so long, if that, no, short, long, that you perceive it as dark. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, let's go with that. Let's go with that. And on, on that as well, darkness absorbs light. So, like, the color black absorbs all of the different colors. Yes. So, so you cannot see the colors. Is that yeah. kind of what you were saying? Yeah. But it's not black just the absence of light. Like, when we're talking about dark and light, there's uh, – the, when you introduce the light into the room, the dark doesn't go anywhere. It it just becomes light. You, you're introducing light into the room. So, for this analogy – I'm wanting to think about how we light up a room. In the physical sense or in the... No, in the physical sense. And then we can can think about it spiritually after that. But when we go into a room and the room is dark, the problem is not the fact that we have to get rid of the dark, okay? What we have to do is introduce light. So basically you're saying darkness is the absence of light. In that situation, I mean, that's our pro- if we're looking at solving the problem of needing to light up the room, what we have to do is introduce light into the room. And there's a lot of different ways we can do that. If it's light outside, we can, you know, pull the blinds back on a window, blinds up or a curtain or, you know, something of that nature. We don't walk in the room and say, oh, my God, this room is so dark. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. No, you just turn on the light, you get light in, you know, <laughs> and I, I mean, it sounds so ridiculous, but it's going to make sense when we go to the spiritual side of that. Then let's say, oh, well, we may need two or three sources of light. We may not, one source may not be enough. Then we have to bring in, uh, you know, bring in, it may be a bulb that's blown that we've got to replace. Who knows? You know, whatever the fact is, we've just got to look at how we can get light into this room. There's a lot of texts, Taoist texts, that talk about light and what light's related to that we can apply to spiritual terms, too. Uh, this is from the 22nd uh, chapter. Because she isn't self-centered, people can see the light in her, that she does not show off, not focused on herself, therefore she shines. Or this one from the 24th. Those who try to outshine others dim their own light, okay? Or this one from the 27th. She is there to help all creation and doesn't abandon even the smallest creature. This is called embracing the light. 
Anyone else have some quotes? Those are just concepts and metaphors. Where as if if you you just went from talking about the physicality of lighting up a room to just to something about the spiritual side of it, which is conceptual, really, I guess. And it works the same way, though. Does Our it? problem, yes, I believe it does for me. The problem, let's say I have something in my life, uh, some negativity in my life. The problem is not, for me, I found out the problem was not the negativity. The problem was a lack of light. The problem was a lack of love, a lack of, I needed to introduce more of God, so to speak, into that area of my life. And whatever the darkness was in my life would just went away. That's how recovery worked for me. That, for that's, that's a where, where, where I think I differ with your interpretation is that it's not about introducing. It's this, it's this um, the concept of introducing light to a room for me is not in line with the Taoist view of light and dark because where, where, say for example where you discuss negativity and introducing the positivity positivity is already there your positivity is already there we all have within us the um, um, happiness and unhappiness all these, all these um, paradoxes that we have within the Tao, they are all there existing at the same time. So if you, if, if you have something negative happen in recovery, the positive, is, positive exists as well. And, and it's, it's difficult to articulate um, how you then s- switch from one to the other because that's what we do in recovery. But in relating it to the Tao, the Tao says that all of these things exist together. And so in a dark room, the light is there as well. We don't have to introduce it. We don't have to turn on a bulb. We don't have to. It's about. Okay, so how, how do we, so. Mala? I have a, one little wrench to throw in there. In, in uh, yoga, or in this relates to all, all philosophies, there's a word called avidya, and avidya means ignorance. Ignorance meaning not wanting to know. Not, it's not just being stupid. It means not wanting to know, meaning not wanting to know that there's light, not knowing um, there's light. And one which, of the things that, yeah, which, which a lot of people in recovery, in early or who are still using aren't willing to look at the light or, you know, just not wanting to, or not knowing that there is light. And actually that's what I read. That's part of what I fe- fell upon that kind of turned the way I thought about it. To, to, to a slightly different um, interpretation because it was saying within us we have dark and light 
it's just the the the, the normal everyday um, society expects us to be the light, and many people avoid or go to many lengths to ignore and expel the dark. Mm-hmm. But in 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 accepting the dark and in knowing about the dark and and seeing us as dark and light, we have then got a better awareness over who we are and and knowing that we have this dark side. We have this dark side of us, and especially true for addicts. Um, They exist together. It's, and I guess as human beings, it's kind of doing, well, okay, I have this dark side, but... I'm choosing to follow the light path, maybe, mm-hmm. rather than introducing something. It's like, do I have to introduce anything because it's already there? You know, we have this light within us, but I think for me, it seems that light's obscured by my fear and, you know, my resentment and my selfishness and my dishonesty. So it's the not dark. that you're that you're that you're introducing this from an outside source it's already within but it's not mm-hmm. being seen okay so uh if i guess i could rephrase that instead of introducing is in something coming from the outside uncovering the light within me if you wanted to say it that way mm-hmm. uh, paul you have something yeah i was just going to speak to this in regards to my own addiction this was my experience um i i think of darkness as a void as like a spiritual void and i tried to fill that void with alcohol i tried that for years and years and years and i thought it worked but in the end of course we find out it doesn't work and i had to literally look for that light within because it wasn't apparent to me at the time. And I'm still discovering it. It's, it's an evolutionary process in my case. I'm, I mean, I'm discovering it all the time. So I, I do agree with Kirsty that we all have the dark and light within us, but it's where we choose to focus our attention and our energy. At least in my case, that's been the case. I have a, a quote that says exactly that. May I? Sure. All right. I think this is Wayne Dyer. Not only do do you become what you think about, but the world also becomes what you think about. Those who think that the world is a dark place are blind to the light that might illuminate their lives. Those who see the light of the world view the dark, dark spots as merely potential light. And the other one? I suggest that you view yourself, this is Wayne Dyer, I suggest that you view yourself as a being of light, a fast-moving energy system that has the capacity to make darkness disappear. You are the carrier of this light. You radiate this light wherever you go, and you're able to help yourself and others triumph over darkness. In addition to thinking of light as a fast-moving energy vibration, I would like you to consider light as an attitude. That is, you can choose to either think light or think dark. When you're when you are thinking light, you bring to any set of problems 
an uncontaminated clarity that can dissolve difficulties. Thanks, Marla. How about this one? The master arrives without leaving, sees the light without looking, achieves without doing a thing. And this one's from the 52nd. To use your inner light for understanding, regardless of danger, is called depending on the constant. Or this one, stop talking, meditate in silence, blunt your sharpness, release your worries, and harmonize with your inner light. How about this one? This is from the 61st. He thinks of his enemy as the shadow that he himself casts. This idea, for me, when I came into recovery, what I finally had to realize was my problem was not what I perceived to be the darkness. The problem was a lack of powerlessness and a lack of God in my life. So what I decided to do after a couple of years of in and out, in and out, was to start focusing on the things that were working and ignore the things that were not working. In other words, stop trying to get rid of what was wrong and work on doing more of what was right, what was working. If he was talking about a dark room, instead of bumping around in the dark trying to get rid of the dark, I worked entirely on, I ignored the dark and worked entirely on introducing light. (laughs) Okay, so I worked on, that's where I put my focus. And it eventually illuminated my life, was illuminated enough to where I didn't, I didn't drink anymore. So that same idea of what it takes to, to light something is the same kind of idea I had to take in recovery where I had to focus on the things that were working and keep working them, the things that introduced the light, the things that uncovered, yeah, Jan, uh, hidden under the bushel. Yeah, exactly or the light on the hill cannot be hid. All of those light references that we find in, in uh, uh, spiritual uh, disciplines. The burning Same kind of thing. The burning all... bush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same kind of thing. Is that we have to introduce, you know, we have to figure out, for me, I had to figure out the things in life that, that brought the light instead. Um, comments? No, that's you're you're very that's very true. Um, That in recovery we seek to we seek to find the things that work for us, which can also translate to the will of your God of your understanding. Now, what are some things? I've got a few more quotes. Does anyone have any more quotes? Okay, I've got a few more that speak to this. Uh, how about this? There's no greater illusion than fear. No greater wrong than preparing to defend yourself. No greater misfortune than having an enemy. You know, the idea, if we're back to the lit, lighting the room again, the idea that the dark is the problem is an illusion. Because if you're, if your goal is to light this room up, the dark is not the problem. The problem is you need to get light in here. 
I know that's very simple, not a scientific kind of thought process, but really that's the case. Is, is fear not the same kind of thing? Darkness. Our fear is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we learn that from everything that we read that, you know, that all that we are, cre- you know, if you look at the Course in Miracles stuff, the fear uh, that we've created this world is, is all an illusion because we're um, ignoring, ignoring uh, the love that's within us that can bring our perception of the world to a better place. So it's more of the same of introducing the light, introducing the love into whatever it is we're talking about. And when we do that, the fear, the dark, whatever it is, that side uh, just goes away on its own. Comments? No, I always think about the lotus. I'm sure you guys all know the reference, but how the lotus begins, a little seedling, it begins in the mud and the mucky water. It, it starts, it seeds under the water in the mud, and then it just seeks light, and it grows straight up until it see until it reaches the top of the water and finds the sunlight. It finds the light and then it blossoms into a beautiful plant. That's how I've always looked at my recovery is I started in a darkness. I'm going to seek the light and I'm going to rise to the occasion and maybe come out somewhat beautiful. You, you know, and also Marla, it's different for every person. What brings light into their life? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that uncovers that light? Is it, you know, that's the first question I ask the sponsee is how do you, how do you see, feel, hear God? How, what is it that encourages you? And some of them, it's a meeting. Some of them, it's church. Some, some meditation they do, whatever it is. And I tell them, I said, that's what you need to make sure you're doing every day, whatever it is that's speaking to you. Yeah, for for me, it's gratitude and helping others are my two big things. Gratitude is the biggest part of it. It just changes the way you view things. That's what gratitude does. It's huge. Yeah, it it shines a light. Thanks, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I had a sponsee that couldn't stay sober. I think I told you all this story. And I I said, said, meetings speak to you. That's where you hear God. He said, yeah. I said, I want you in a meeting every day. I don't care how you get there. Um. I want you there every day. Text me at night. Let me know what meeting you went to. And if I don't hear from you, I'll assume you don't want me to be your sponsor anymore. Because you're going to a meeting every day because that's what's speaking to you. Finally, I mean, after months of, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And I knew that was what spoke to him. And and he went to a meeting every day. And within a couple of weeks, he's been sober ever since. And that was a couple of years ago. So we've got to keep introducing this light, whatever how that is that it works for you. Think about this. This is page 84, Paul. Page 84. Page 84. Uh, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them, discuss them with someone immediately, make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone, then resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. We've ceased fighting anything and anyone, even alcohol. 
How much of that has to do with really removing the selfishness and the dishonesty and the resentment and the fear? Really, the only thing you could say there that had anything to do with that at all was asking God to remove it. The rest of it had nothing to do with removing what, what we see as the issue. In the same way, the problem, you know, again, we need light. The dark is not the problem. The negativity, the resentment, the fear, the dishonesty, uh, we didn't work to get rid of that. We worked to do these other things, and doing those other things, introducing the light, so to speak, those things go away. So it's not like, oh, you've got to do a a bunch of uh, different uh, exercises to get rid of your selfishness. Really, you ask God to remove it. The rest of it had really nothing to do with the selfishness and nothing to do with the resentment, really, when you think about it. Uh, So it's kind of interesting how even in something as practical as that, it's, it's not about removing the dark. It's about introducing light. Comments? <clears throat> yeah, I have a, I have a few. Um, yeah, this has been. I really like the discussion. Um, I, I, I am ha- <clears throat> having a hard time relating it to the Tao because um, I'm not very uh, versed in it. I wish I knew a little bit more about it, where I could say, oh, it also applies in this verse, or it says in this verse, um, you know that. Um, but what I, what I can appreciate is, I liked when Kirsty said that that they're both there, that the darkness and the light are both there, and that it is a spectrum. Um, and I think, I think the shift in perspective is what um, is going to, is changes things for me um, on what I want to allow in. And it's the first time I've ever thought about, about the, our resentments, um, these things being removed from us, because I don't know if anything's ever removed. I feel like, things lay dormant within me um, and can be brought about. Um, but, it, you know, it also says that we do not wish to shut the door on the past. We do not wish to shut the door on the past, which I have to remember because that will creep out as soon as I think it's gone. It's like that enemy that just lays and waits. Um, but it's about shining light on it and, and discussing my resentments and bringing them into the light. Um, a lot of this for me is is like shadow work where you have to see your whole self as valuable, even your dark sides. And I think it's equally important. I would say equally important to look at the the dark sides and the light sides. Um, But also then in the same breath, I really like, you know, what we've talked about with um, just adding the light adding light to a dark situation. Sometimes I can think I'm stuck in this, I'm just stuck in this dark place. I've said it so many times. I'm just in a dark place. And I can be in that dark place a lot. um, But sometimes I get so focused on that, I forget to add something to it. Um, You know, but then there's there's a time for everything and there's a reason for everything. And I need those dark times to catapult me into... Um, my survival mechanism or my, my, um, to get me out of it and to see the, see the light, light that I can add that's already within me. I just have to have it uncovered. But yeah, I really love the conversation and that I think it's just, there's so many different ways to take it. Thanks, Tina. Yeah, Tina, thank you. Anyone if else? Character defects are, are 
should be changed to darkness, character darkness. Okay. How about this one from the 50th chapter? The master gives himself to whatever the moment brings. Is that not a way to introduce light? Yeah. No illusions in his mind, no resistances in his body. He doesn't think about his actions. They flow from the core of his being. Yeah, you know, this is my last one. (laughs) This is from the 38. He has no will of his own. He dwells in reality and lets all illusions go. Such an ideal. But, you know, it's a process, though, Marlon. It's learning to live in the moment, and we can do it in more moments of the day. Uh, Mm -hmm. If we think it's something that's unattainable, it's like thinking of not ever drinking again. Okay. Oh my God, I can never have another drink. No, I just, I just don't have to drink right now. Okay. I don't have to. Okay. I can do that. Okay. We'll just keep doing that. No, you're right. (laughs) Thinking about it in, yeah. Instead of thinking about the all, thinking about it in, let me let the light in, you know, when I can. In this moment. In this moment. In this moment. How can I, how can I do that? Craig? Yeah, that, that one you just, that one you just mentioned from the 38th. Reminded me so much of the first step when I was um, when I was drinking, when I was coming out of my addiction, when I was when I knew there was something that wasn't quite right with the way I was drinking. I was in an incredibly dark place because I didn't know where to go. I didn't. I couldn't actually see any light. I couldn't find a way out of this. I couldn't find a way out of my shame, my guilt, my addiction. I couldn't find a way out of not feeling shit about myself every single every single day when I f- when I started reading th- the, the steps of um, AA and I kind of got my head around the first one admitting I was powerless over alcohol and that my life had become unmanageable that kind of gave me that little ray of hope that there was something out there that could help me there was something there that could maybe save me and that brought light into my life and I think sometimes we, when we look at the Tao Myself, personally, I always think about the physical things that that people say. So if you say light, first thing I think about is a light bulb. <laughs> I don't think about the spiritual side of things that go on because I was never brought up that way. I was never, maybe I was brought up that way, but I was just, I, I chose to ignore it. I chose to decide, you know, what you're talking about isn't isn't going to work for me. Let me go and do my thing. When I started going through the step work, now, just... Spoiler alert, I'm one of Buddy's, I'm one of Buddy's sponsees. And he does have that conversation with everybody about how you get connected to God. How do you hear God? How do you see God in your life? And that was an awkward conversation for myself because I couldn't see it. I still couldn't see God in my life. I still couldn't see what was getting done for me because I still had this barrier of denial up. I still had this, I was still living this life that I was in control of everything. And although I knew about the first step, Although I'd came to kind of understand it, I still hadn't came to accept it. And by not accepting it, I wasn't letting any of this light into my life. I wasn't letting any of this light of God into my life, the light of doubt. This is how I ended up in, in the doubt meetings or in the um, studying the doubt. For a while, I had to believe that Buddy believed. I had to believe that somebody else believed in a power greater than myself. I had to believe that somebody else believed that I could get this. I could get this for myself as well. 
and a lot of the time I was a lot of time I was talking myself out of things rather than talking myself into it. I wasn't convinced myself that this is for me as well. I wasn't convinced that this could work for me because I had this inner dialogue saying this isn't going to work. You're just going to end up back the way you are. So believing in what we're doing lets that light in as well. Fear for me symbolizes darkness. Fear for me symbolizes just not being able to do anything anything good for myself. Yeah. And I've had to address that. And the way I've addressed that is by doing the flip side on it. And I look at the positives and things. Yes, things are going to go wrong. Life is going to throw things at us. But it's life. There's nothing that we can do. There's nothing we can do to avoid things that are going to go wrong. I think it's always important. Um I think it was Paul who said, Paul mentions gratitude a couple of times. I did. Yeah, a couple of times a minute. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's okay, it's good. It's been, it's been open-minded. It's been open-minded and it's, it's okay to believe that somebody believes. It's actually okay to listen to what somebody else is saying. It's actually okay to let somebody else's thoughts into your head. Because the more thoughts of somebody else that comes into mind, it gets rid of the thoughts that are already there. And it gets me out of my head. My head is an incredibly dangerous place to try to see out of it at all costs. And I always try to let a lot more light come through. And I get that light through these meetings. I get the light through the interactions with amazing people like Paul, buddy, everybody in this meeting. So light to me in the Dow is the exact same as the first step of Alcoholics Anonymous. I have to admit that I'm powerless and I have to be able to let light into that darkness. You're not the source of your light, in other words. I'm not. No. Sometimes, exactly. sometimes I'm that I'm that blackout curtain that keeps the light out of it. <laughs> and I need people to come and roll that black up lined up. They just need to roll me up and keep me right size so that light can come in. That's been a big lesson for me. Is I am not the light. <laughs> Somebody's gotta show me the way. Whether it's a sponsor, a God, another teacher, whatever. I'm not it. I'm not the light. But I'm in recovery, seeking to find the light, seeking it. And that's the difference, I think. And then we find out it was within us all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was just covered up. You know, it was just covered by all of our, all of these uh, selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear, right? It was just covered up by those things. What I like about recovery is that it's, it's like the Olympic relay. It's like the Olympic torch relay. It's going from city to city. Somebody comes with this light and it lights your torch. And then you take that torch to the next person and you light their torch. And all yeah. the while, you've got all these torches that are starting to burn. They're bringing light into everybody else's, everybody else's life, which brings us to the 12th step. Yeah. We're carrying that message to others and we're bringing that light into other people's life and get, just removing that darkness from everybody else. That's and a great Letting them, letting them see what we have in our life as well. That just gives people that, that little spark of inspiration that they need. And that inspiration needs to drive them to, to motivate themselves to actually get up and do something about things. Thanks, Craig. That's good. Um, it's really good. That's a great analogy. I, um, I, don't, I don't compliment Craig too much. He'll keep talking if you do. All right, Craig, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kirsty. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, no, I was just going to say, um, God, I even had to look it up because I couldn't remember the wording, but um, the seventh step, when we 
when we want things to be our shortcomings to be removed um um that's that to me is a little bit away from how the the, like the Tao way of thinking because and i and i'm I, i guess i guess i prefer to look at it this way we come aware we could we become more aware of our shortcomings we know they're there we know we have um a a a, a leaning perhaps towards those characteristics certainly at, at certain points in our life but as we work a program move away from those um those characteristics and we 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 think of them less and less but they are still there because we can still go back to them and so they they're merely the traits that are unfavorable that do not serve us and so we 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 like to then go in the opposite direction um but i i i personally believe that they're never going to go they're always going to be there um i just have to be aware that they're there on my shoulder you know that that's that second part of me um and and it's up to me which one which way i turn at the beginning of each day um and i don't know whether that you know resonates with anyone or not i don't <laughs> i don't know um you're so the idea of removing something sounds quite permanent and i don't think that type of thing exists I've seen some things removed in my life. I can just speak for me. Not everything, of course, but I've seen some things removed for sure. Um, with the time we have left, let's talk about how we introduce light in our own life. What's the things that we do? Now, from the quotes that I had, the ways that we saw from those quotes was that the master was not self-centered, helped all of creation was aware of the aware of self uh, used their inner light for understanding regardless of danger um, and had no will of their own which lines up with all of the things that we talk about so if we could just go around and if each person that would would like to discuss what they do to maintain their inner light you know to keep ever how whatever how you want to say it how they keep their connection uh for me uh that's meditation every day that's community with you guys that's me helping uh if i do get in a funk uh, i do turn to gratitude like paul was talking about gratitude helps me a lot with that anytime that i'm seeing something negative I I try to if I'm spiritually discerning it all I flip it to gratitude whatever it is even if it's something that I perceive as being bad I will try to find a way to be grateful for that uh like smiling at you know we've got a smile um in the SRC this month a smile challenge and when I originally um 
made that suggestion to O to do a smile challenge. My idea wasn't smiling at people being friendly. My idea was smiling at things that were upsetting me. <laughs> ah. That was my idea. And uh, because I learned that if something is upsetting me, if I will make myself smile, I mean, this is not something anyone else sees, just me. But if I make myself smile, it changes my attitude. It's crazy how that works. But that's a tool that I use. That's a kind of an odd tool, I guess. But uh, those are some of the things I use to introduce light, love, those things. Anyone else care to share? Hey, you know oh. what, buddy? I, I don't. I don't even make that distinction. I just smile at everything. So <laughs> you do. You have a smiley face. That's a spiritual Paul. Paul. Saint Paul. Call him Saint Paul, maybe. <laughs> but of course, uh, of course, you know, it's for me. It's gratitude, but it's also connection. You know, especially like with this group. You know, so that's that's and, and just connecting with you know just on a deeper level with like my friends and family, just being there to listen sometimes, you know, that's something I was not good at when I was in my active addiction because I was so centered on myself that I didn't really listen to other people. And sometimes just listening can, can help just can help me shine the light on them. And then I also get some light from them too. Well, that's you not being self-centered, Paul, that you helping someone else, you know? Yep. Exactly. Marla, what's some things you use? Um, like Paul said, I don't use gratitude enough, but I use gratitude. I use these meetings, connections with you guys, and, of course, my yoga practice, which um, sheds light. You know, your mat is like a mirror for the rest of the world, so for your life. So I use yoga really to shed light on what I can and cannot tolerate or um, – what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and bring and use that in the rest of it. But I have to admit, my meditation practice has waned quite a bit, and I'm needing to get back to it. So, thank you, Marla. Uh, Joanna, you you have anything? Oh, let me let me unmute you. Hold on. You go ahead. She's not unmuted. I know. I'm trying. Hold on, Joanna. <laughs> I can't unmute you. Oh, there you go. I could. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm just listening this morning. I'm not very familiar with the Tao. So I was trying to listen to see if I could get familiar. How about uh, just in your uh, spiritual walk? How do you connect with God every day? I pray every day. Um, I pray throughout the day. You know, just little prayers, little being grateful to him for all the good things. Um, I'm very spiritual. Good. That's that's what we're talking about. We're talking about because the things that we see in the Tao, we see everywhere else too. We not only see the idea of this inner light that we let let letting our light shine, not only in the Tao, but we see it in recovery. We see it in Christianity. I know I do. We see it in all these other practices because what we find out is all the same. You know, it's all yeah. the same. So. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Joanna. That's good. Um, Kirsty? Um, am I unmuted? Yes. Um, I gratitude, and first thing in the morning, first thing I do is connect with you guys. 
um, meetings and a whenever I interact with someone however I'm feeling do it with a smile and I do it with kindness just um, so the paying it forward that we did in November or December um, it that that's kind of my go-to now um so kind of when i was out this morning just simple everyday interactions more than just a transaction it's a brief conversation it's having making a joke um and it's making people laugh because smile you know like you said smiling laughter just levitates it can levitate you from a really horrible place to, you know, perhaps changing someone's day. Thanks, Kirsty. That, that's affecting other people too, kind of putting other people and trying just to be, and I guess humility is a big part of it as well. Cool. Thanks, Kirsty. Craig? So I use, I use prayer and meditation. I use, I use that quite a bit. If I, get some, if I get some alone time or if I find I'm lonely, I use prayer and meditation to fill that time. I, I kind of turn my, I turn my isolation into solitude. It's a great tool for doing that. It's prayer and meditation, just realizing that I'm not alone. There's always somebody here with me. Might not be able to see him, her, it, whatever your, whatever your conception is. And um, and I agree with Kirsty. Just just being just being open and receptive to people. The job that I do, I, I go around people's houses and I measure up for the floor coverings. So sometimes when I go to somebody's house, I can be the only person they've seen all week. It could be, it could oh. be an elderly, it could be an elderly, an elderly lady that, that the kids have arranged for me to come around and just do stuff. It won't be the first time I've stopped off at the shop and bought a pint of milk on the way around because nobody's been to see her all week. Just, so just, just, just doing random things for somebody. I'll always phone them up and say, that I'm, I'm coming out, I'll be 20 minutes, I'm passing Asda, do you need, do you need me to swing and pick anything up? And sometimes I'll say, like, would you mind picking up a carton of milk? No problem at all. When I drop the milk off, I'll, I'll deliver it next to the kettle and I'll make her a cup of tea as well. So just being open, receptive, and just having having room for people. And you can roll your eyes as much as you want, buddy. But you know what? See when you see when you get to the age where your kids are arranging for me to come into your house to measure you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll flick your kettle on for you. Just just being open and receptive, and 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 not looking for what I can get out of things in life. It's all about everybody else now. Yeah. Um, and, and something else, I'm doing, I'm doing step work with some sponsees and we're reading um, We Agnostics with one of them. And there's, there's a bit that always keeps coming up. And every time, every time I read it, I kind of stumble over it. I highlight it. I highlight it a different colour. Um, because I struggled with this as well. And it wasn't until I saw what other people were doing. Um, and in the part, The Way Agnostics says, it says, when we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit, uh, the spirit of the universe, we had to stop doubting in the power of God. Our idea did not work, but the God idea did. And just remembering that anything that I'm doing, it's, it's not me. It's not for me. And I'm not doing this. It's, it's, it's somebody doing things through me and for other people. And I need to, I need to constantly remember that. I need to, I, I need to stop doubting the power of things going around me. I need to get out of this bubble of, you know, Craig knows best. 
Craig was absolutely nothing at all. I need to be, I need to be reliant upon my higher power, and I need to stop taking credit for things that are going on. I need to, I need to give that credit where credit's due. Hey, whoever this is that uh, being the Craig imposter today, you need to just just come back next week and leave Craig at home, okay, Craig? Whoever you are, because it's not Craig. <laughs> it looks like him. It looks like him. Normal service will resume next week. My wife would have upset me. And <laughs> Tina, you have something? Thanks, Craig. Hold on. Let me let me unmute you. Okay. Hold up. Okay. Thank you, Craig. Thank you for making that making a cup of tea for to for somebody. I think it's wonderful. And you know what? Buddy's just doing his job. Our sponsors are here to keep us humble. Or other people in our life, I think, are here to keep us humble. And I know I need a good dose of that. <laughs> I need someone to roll their eyes at me all day long. Because <laughs> I'm not that great. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I need people like you, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, it's... It, my thing is, um, I just I just realized that actually, um, buddy, when you asked the question, that my where I get my light is from just living things, people, animals, and even I think well, outside is where I really feel connection and light. But you know, that's all living as well, and so I must connect with things that are just alive. Um, something I. I've heard a couple times and, you know, just a, a quote that is, has been resonating with me is when I talk, I'm just saying things that I already know. Um, I don't know if I agree with this one either. It's like everything I have to decide, do I agree with that? You know, <laughs> that's kind of my problem. It's like, it's okay to just let it be what it is. Um, but I really like when they said, when I read that people, when they bring ideas to me that I don't have of my own, that that's when I'm learning, you know, and I really am trying to just be open to what other people have to say and not think it has to be in line with what I believe, because that's where I kind of get uncomfortable a little bit, or like, I really, I was really enjoying earlier in the conversation when Kirsty was kind of saying, oh, I don't know if I believe that, or for me, it's this, because really when we're faced with things like that is when I learn the most, is when I have to search for well, what do I think, I don't know if I agree with that and if I'm always listening to people that I agree with then I'm not really growing or learning so I really appreciate different points of view that's a good point isn't it it funny Tina how I know for me my light comes out I get more when I'm having to deal with a situation that I'm uncomfortable with or being challenged in some way rather than when you know when everything's smooth sailing you know that's when that's when my light really shines is when i have to be grateful in a situation that does not look like a situation i should be grateful in yeah that that's how we learn that's how we grow exactly paul exactly yeah that's good thanks tina jan you have something today sir how do you let your light shine how do you let the light in when Craig was uh, talking there a moment ago, he, I, I, 
I'm glad he added milk uh, because I thought he just gets people a pint uh, on his way from the store. Um, so thanks, thanks for adding that, Craig. Um, yeah, buddy, I've, I've always, um, I guess, gravitated, I guess, a bit more to the darker side of things, you know, music and movies and, and things like that. So for me, it's a work in progress. Um, obviously, I guess for all of us. Um, but um, I... I must say I've, I've had a spiritual awakening, which has been a gradual process. And, you know, I've, I've established a morning routine. Um, I'm going back to mass. Um, I'm, I'm praying, meditating. And I mean, I, I'm not always doing it right. Um, I realize it's a, a lot of it. What I'm learning here is a choice. And sometimes I choose to be in the darkness um, so yeah, it's, it's the things that I'm learning here is, is I'm adding to my toolbox. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's up and down for me at the moment, which, which is also human. And, and, you know, I think also sometimes we need the darkness in a sense, not need, but, but the, the darkness mm-hmm. is part of our humanity. Well, we were just saying that, that yeah. we learn when, when we have, when we have to deal with it, deal with a perceived darkness, yeah, that's when we learn, you know? So, but, but absolutely, I, I think the, the key thing for me would be, and I sound like Bill Burr, for me, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's spiritual, it's being spiritually grounded. And if, if, and I didn't realize that for such a long time in my life, it was, I was just an empty vessel almost. Um, and, and I don't know how I kind of survived mentally. And I, I think that was part of my depression and part of my struggle has also been, you know, and when one wants a silver bullet by taking medication and going to see a psychiatrist or whatever, but, and, and that will probably always be part of me, but the, the spirituality and, and, and for me is I, I find that through, I guess, reconnecting with my Christianity, but moving away, I guess, from, you know, from being a Protestant all my life, going into Catholicism, but also the, the Tao elements from Buddhism, you know, et cetera. There's a lot that you can take from all of this, but I need the spiritual connection, the spirituality, because I realize this is what I've been missing all along. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's very, very early days. I've got a lot to learn, and um, I'm just grateful um for for being part of this and part you know for being part of this journey this amazing group this you you know we find new ways to introduce light too you know we find new ways to do that sometimes we can change you know sometimes we've got a very dim bulb and we can change that out and get one a lot brighter you know i mean that sounds so silly but things like that quit stumbling around in the dark and say oh my god what am i going to do well just just connect just do something. What are you going to do different? How are you going to try to get light in that you didn't try before? What's a different way? Are you going to open a door now? Are you going to, you know, I mean, you know, that sounds so, you know, simple, but I see people in recovery all the time, especially in these groups that come and say, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm drinking and I can't stop. I said, well, have you tried to me? No, I'm not going to go to me. I said, okay. You know? <laughs> I mean, all I know is what worked for me. You know, have you tried praying? I don't believe in God. Well, okay. I mean, another door shut, you know, another way you can't let light in, you know, and that's kind of my thinking on that is let's just 
do everything we can, open all the doors, turn on all the lights, you know, let pull all the curtains back, just do everything we can possibly do that we see other people do and it works for them. Let's try it for ourselves and see, you know, can't hurt, Craig. I tried everything apart from not drinking. That's my biggest downfall. I, I tried, I tried praying. I tried doing everything that everybody talks about. But I just the the one thing that I didn't think about was just don't drink. <laughs> oh, <laughs> simple. Do you know what? So <laughs> anybody that's out there, you know, if, if you're struggling with with what to do, just just don't pick up, just don't pick up that first drink. Just don't drink. Find something to find something to occupy you occupy your time with. I didn't think I could do that. I think I, I think I actually bought most of my stuff in a blackout. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't actually remember coming coming out of the shop with a case of beer under my arms. So I'm like, wow, it's a miracle. How did that happen? But just my, my, my subconscious mind would just automatically take me into the shop, take me to the beer and, and buy stuff. And I think, myself, you know what? Right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to work and I'm not going to take my wallet. That way, I can't I can't go and buy stuff. I'm going to go for a walk and I'm not going to take my I'm not going to take my wallet. So that way I can't take my wife home away for a nice sober walk and come back with a case of beer. Just just don't drink. But yeah. you know it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle. I, I make light of it, but it really is a struggle. It's hard. But you know, I've heard I've heard it said if you spend your time doing the do's, you won't have time to do the don'ts. And it's kind of the same kind of thinking that our problem I found out, you know, alcohol is a symptom, right? So I had to get down to the causes and conditions. So if I started doing the right things, alcohol was no longer a problem for me. And that really was the case. Uh, Kirsty, I want to have a conversation sometime about the yin and yang and all of that. I've got a little different idea on, you know, because, you know, you get some ideas on that, you know, that you've got, uh, you know, an equal amount of this and that and the whole thing. And I don't know, I've, I've got, I've been talking to my guy on Wednesday a lot about this. And so uh, maybe sometime in the future we can, I don't know if it's good for a podcast, but let's talk about that because uh, it's, I I don't think it's as cut and dry as what I see a lot out there that, you know, there's an equal amount of this and equal amount, you know, all of that. Um, I think it's a little different than that in my, in in my thinking, but anyway, uh, that'll, let's talk about that sometime. I want to, Any other comments, guys? Okay, we all have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.